0: Would you say yeah. that, that energy is rare when speaking about like people's energies or so, I don't think so. It, Cause what I'm speaking to specifically is, you know, for all that Scorpio people out there, I'm a Scorpio rising. Yeah, Lindsay has a Pluto Moon conjunction, which makes her extra private about her emotions. And she also has Mars and Capricorn, which is basically like superpower, superhuman energy. Like CEOs have that energy, like Jeff Bezos has that energy and P. Diddy, which is a really terrible name to bring up, but you can kind of get that energy of like, I'm going to put my emotions and shut them down to accomplish what I have to do.
1: Welcome to Cocktails and Gossip, the podcast where we drink cocktails, but you better believe we're going to spill the tea. We chat reality TV, celebrity blinds and the hottest tea from Bravo and as always it's all alleged and just for fun we do not verify our blinds.
2: I'm B, and I'm Amanda. Let's get into this week's tea.
1: What's up cocktailers and Amanda and our guest Tasha.
2: Hi cocktailers. Yes, we are so excited. We have a really fun guest with us today. Uh, Her name is Tasha. You can find her on her Instagram account at agent.of.pluto on Instagram. She is an astrologer who often posts the charts of bravo celebrities and celebrities. So welcome, Tasha. For having me.
1: I'm so excited. I literally am such a fan. I'm such a fan. We're so excited to have you. And I met Tasha because she inboxed me charts of Bravo Labs. And I was like, this is so cool. And then she was like, tell me your birthday. Tell me what time you were born. And then she like told me all about myself. And I'm like, wait, do you know me? How did you know all of this? <laughs> because it was so spot on. And I encourage you guys to message her. And you can you can listen. To, obviously, we just said it. You could always ask me. But- It's incredible. And I'm not somebody who like knows that much about astrology. It's always interested me. I'm a Sagittarius though. So what does that mean? Like it interests me, but I never, I mean, you're into it. it. For all
0: my sags out there, you know, you're interested in learning. Like it's really about learning and new experiences and what can you learn and get meaning from those experiences. So definitely like very scholarly, like you'll probably read a lot or you'll probably like binge a lot.
1: You know, it's very saggy as well to be binging a lot of content. I I mean, I'm a scholar. Harvard, (laughs) Yale, call me, scholar. Bravo, honorary degree.
2: (laughs) I saw that post somewhere that said everyone needs a Sagittarius in their lives. And I'm like, oh, well, that's B for me. But B can be everybody's Sag in their lives if you don't have one. Yes.
1: Crazy Sag.
2: Okay, so before we get into the shows and the tea, there's so much going on this week. But Tasha, I'm hoping you can give us just a quick primer on what you do and like how it all works. Because I know I am starting to get much more interested in astrology over the last kind of three years. I've been reading a lot about it. But how do you explain, just in layman's terms, to me and to our cocktailers... Who might not know much about how all like what all right 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 so the best i can think of it is just plain simple
0: energy like you know we all walk in a room we kind of feel a vibe whether you believe in it or not right like there's something that just feels off and on that's kind of what astrologers do they kind of read the room they kind of read that energy and so what i personally love to do in the context of bravo and pop culture Is, you know, whenever I see an announcement, whenever I see a rumor, I think I got so sick and tired of all, you know, fake news, like what's real and what's not, that I'm like, let me go to the chart and see if there's actually any truth to it. So, you know, all of us were born with a certain amount of energy, a certain kind of like social security number or, you know, a unique blueprint. And you kind of try to read that energy and frequency,
2: very interesting. And so with all of that energy, kind of what I'm hearing you say is like it's the energy that carries people forward. But not everything is like no. preordained, right? It's it people still have free choice at will. It's just absolutely. absolutely and like it is true. The only
0: thing that is faded that I believe is the choices you have to make. So you definitely still have free will. The events that come up, sure, that probably gets set up by a, you know, kind of behind the scenes energetic force, whatever your beliefs are. But yeah, you still have so much agency, which is why predictions can sometimes be really tricky in this game. And I try to do my best to not kind of lean one way or the other, but sometimes things are so damning that, you know, it's kind of like, you kind of have to just like, call it, call it. Like, I remember when we talked about Kyle and, you know, people were speculating separation and stuff and they were kind of backtracking. I remember looking at the chart and thinking, no, (laughs) they're going through stuff and this is definitely a thing.
1: And whether they announce it or not, they're definitely working through their marriage. So Mm -hmm. when you say, like, give it agency. So if you were to say to me Mm -hmm. something like you saw, like if you were talking to Kyle and you Mm -hmm. saw this in her chart, can you stop the momentum of something? Are there some things you can, some things you can't? Does it happen Mm -hmm. in some way? regardless no, of your totally, you know totally. what i'm saying yeah. um, it
0: very much depends on the other person involved right so take you know kyle for example she's in a relationship it's in her marriage Uh um, right. so it also has to depend on what lo is doing and whether he's willing to meet her at her evolved level because i love what kyle's doing mm-hmm. i love the energy she's stepping into and i know you know she's getting a lot of or she got a lot of slack about, you know, not drinking as my, or quitting drinking, working out, like all this focus on her health and her new lifestyle. And, you know, in, in astrology, it was kind of all there. And she's kind of going through this really significant transformative period, which is why I think she's actually going to leave Beverly Hills and not, you know, necessarily maybe next season, but pretty soon, sooner than you think.
1: She actually today, I saw a statement that she made that said she doesn't want to live in Beverly Hills anymore, I guess. She's in this calmer place and Beverly Hills is so much hustle and bustle and mm-hmm. chaos. Obviously they'll always maintain a residence there, but we had had a cocktail blind that had a lot of information in it. But one of the things the person said and it was an email, so you know with our emails it's not the same as a source. We have to just kind of trust that it's true. But they said she'll be ha- she'll have a planning on having a compound in Malibu, which I don't know a ton about California, but Malibu certainly seems like a more chill place yeah i would have
0: honestly thought oh hi with her new spirituality and stuff but malibu definitely i mean it makes sense she has venus and pisces and being by water is going to be really spiritual and really calming for her so cool awesome
2: very i mean like this is also fascinating to me okay so about an hour before we hopped on today the summer house trailer just dropped and we've seen a lot of kind of what we had posted in cocktail party in the
1: trailer i mean it it looks like it's gonna be a really good season i mean so it just dropped and i was like oh here we go immediately first few seconds it's carl and Lindsay in manhattan having the conversation that we had posted that they filmed ending their engagement And he says to her something like, you're the best victim or you're so good at playing a victim. He says she is going to claim she was blindsided. And then it goes into the summer where we see tons of fighting. We see the conversation that we also had posted about, which was a conversation he had with his mom and his stepdad, who is a minister, apparently. And the stepdad says, I don't think you two should get married. I wouldn't marry you if I were the person, you know, doing the nuptials. And we also see something which was pretty wild, and I posted it, but I was kind of watch what happens kind of thing, where you see Carl say to her, you accused me of doing drugs. And that was something I had posted and heard, that apparently at some point she either said to him or said to somebody in the house that she thought that he was doing drugs, which we know he's sober. So... I know you watched the trailer because we asked you. We're like, can we talk about this at the top of the show? Because this is the hottest tea we got and you said you had seen it. So Tasha, tell us what you see. One, I mean, I've been
0: so invested in this relationship just because like I really was rooting for them. But now seeing all of this and then looking at Lindsay's chart, Lindsay is kind of going through like a really karmic period right now. And when I say karmic period, you know, we were talking about free will. Just a little bit ago, she, this is kind of a moment the universe is setting up and like asking her, are you going to kind of repeat or move forward, right? And today happens to be a new moon in Capricorn. New moons are all about new beginnings. And it just so happens that it's taking place in her most public facing part of her chart, her legacy, her career. And that happens to form this wow. tension with that karma around People pleasing, putting the relationship first over the self type of energy. Mm.
2: That is so fascinating, and I, I will say too, like what I found almost chilling, just knowing what we know from the tea that was sent into us, which we got from multiple very good sources about the breakup itself, but then seeing it on camera, the way that she was so calm not a tear yes not like mm-hmm. not crying i was like what the heck is happening right now
1: like, now is we do know that it was the same day but it was a couple hours later but come on if you are blindsided and you really this was totally out of left field a couple of hours is not going to stop those tears i'm sorry i mean no no, a yep. couple months might not. I, I
0: hear you. I hear you. I'm like a really emotional, like, you know, I, I get it. But for what it's worth, Lindsay has got some pretty like stoic and like warrior type of energy. I mean, we've seen her activate it and that's like a lower vibration of it. But this is, it's almost like there's mad and then there's like, I am fu- I'm so incensed. I can't even talk to you. You're like so dead to me. All I have to do is just put my head down. And need the fuck on, you know what I mean? Like it's very much that type of energy yeah. in her chart. So I totally, I can, to- I can understand it. I can understand it, but I can't relate.
1: <laughs> Would you say yeah. that that energy is rare when speaking about like people's energies? No, I don't or think so I don't think so, because
0: what I'm speaking to specifically is you know for all my Scorpio people out there, I'm a Scorpio rising. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay has a Pluto Moon conjunction, which makes her extra private about her emotions. And she also has Mars in Capricorn, which is basically like superpowers, superhuman energy. Like CEOs have that energy, like Jeff Bezos has that energy Mm -hmm. and P Diddy, which is a really terrible name to bring up, but you can kind of get that energy of like, I'm gonna put my emotions and shut them down to accomplish what I have to do. That makes a lot of
1: sense, makes a lot of sense. And I also, one thing I noticed from the trailer that I just found really interesting was Ciara was very rude to Amanda. She was like, do you, something like, do you have a personality outside of a man? Identity. Yeah. Even worse, Right.
2: Brutal. Yes.
0: Brutal, brutal. I mean, Ciara is so Cap. Ciara is very
1: Capricorn.
0: We are in Capricorn season. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. So tell us, tell us about that. Cause I kind of, I like Ciara. But I kind of find her How Cap- old? That is Cap. I mean, Capricorns are
0: born in like the death of the winter. You know, they kind of had to endure a lot. So they're not necessarily going to be the first to open up to you. But they're kind of like the good parent. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if you fall down and like scrape your knee, they're going to like come sit with you and help you and stuff. But they're not going to they're not going to coddle you by any stretch. Like she's not here for the coddling at all. Yeah, that
1: is. That absolutely. And also, I think as a nurse, like nurses have certain, you know what I'm saying? Manner. They ha- they're they able to be stoic. Yeah. Yes. Because you have to be obviously compassionate, but you have to be able to detach. Yeah. yeah. Right. The same way I would imagine a psychiatrist, a therapist, you have to be able to detach for your own mental health because you deal with such heavy stuff. And, you know, nurses and physicians deal with such heavy Mm -hmm. stuff. I watched Dr. Nicole say it last night on Miami about how she's able to detach because she's so used to this. But like when it's your friend, it obviously changes things. But I definitely see that element. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would say, you know what, I would lend that to like any earth placement, you know. So Dr. Nicole is a Virgo. She's like very Virgo, actually. And Sierra has all these cap placements. You know, if you want to think of like really grounded people who understand, like I have to get a job done and put my emotion aside to do it. Earth sign, Taurus is another Earth sign
2: as well. Mm. So I would say too with that that scene with Sierra, I found it so. I mean, yes, I do find her a little cold. I agree, but I almost, I'm like that almost has mm. to be edited out of context, like. There was a previous part maybe in the sentences like saying like, so-and-so said, do you. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, those are fighting words. And I don't see her coming on Amanda like that, but- well, I guess we'll just, we'll have to wait and see. Okay, so I want to move mm. to Salt Lake City because the reunion was this week. I thought it was really good. I know, you know, we got a lot of talk on our Discord server about, you know, you know what people were thinking. Monica definitely had some great lines. I feel like she really went after Lisa and then, of course, mm. after Angie. <laughs>
1: I am loving a new game that I just discovered called June's Journey. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister mystery danger and romance where will each chapter take you let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate escape reality and immerse yourself in the world of june parker my favorite part is the glamour of the 20s and the mystery of what happened to june's sister can you crack the case download june's journey for free today on apple and android Yeah, I'm super interested, Tasha, in your take Mm -hmm. on Monica's chart. You know, oh, my big, the big question looming, I'm sorry, is will she be back? And, you know, I, Amanda and I get emails and I have sources tell me things. I don't really have a, people saying, oh, she'll definitely be asked back. And then I have question marks and we got something that I posted today, an insider source saying that if the ladies really revolt and refuse, maybe she wouldn't be. But what are you seeing from it? Yeah, I, it's interesting. So
0: Monica, I mean, classic it, with all the line going on. We actually don't know her birthday proper. Like the only thing I got confirmed from her directly recently was that she is in fact a tourist. But that in and of itself kind of gives me a little bit of information because the first half of this year, so Jan through May, is going to be big for Tauruses, especially in april there's kind of this breakthrough type of moment coming so i would imagine that it would be good for one year or if not it would kind of move on to another opportunity like this is not the last we've seen of monica on tv is my read whether maybe it comes i don't know i feel like right you see enough of the girls trip villain that gets thrown around right like i wonder
1: Oh, she'll be on House of Villains season two, Traitors season three. Listen, she's good TV. And it doesn't hurt
0: that she is gorgeous. Really, really stunning. I mean, that's Taurus stuff too, you know? Like, Tauruses are ruled by Venus, the planet of love, Aphrodite. Like, anything sensual you can kind of think of, that's Venusian energy.
1: So what you're saying is most Tauruses have a (sighs) with their brother. I was saying they have
0: they it <laughs> for the flesh. You know what I mean? Like physical touch is important yeah. to Tauruses. And if they're not getting enough oh. of it, they might go find that elsewhere. But they're loyal as hell, though. Tauruses are really, really loyal. So you got to really push them. Or in this case, really, you know, be a really terrible human being for whatever you did to Monica, you know, in the context of your marriage.
1: Potentially. Well, listen. Monica does. She did come out and say that she is a victim mm-hmm. of domestic violence, and I see a lot. A lot of people have messaged me or said, "Oh, how do we know that is not?" I don't ever question a woman who says that. I would like to believe that that is not something anybody would fabricate. So, that would be a huge push to. So, oh, what's interesting about that is
0: her statement that she released, you know, and again, this is something I speculated. I don't think she was born in 1984. I think she is 1983. And it is because of the symbolism pulled from the birthday in 1983 in like early May that lined up with the statement that made sense to me. So I hope someone, if anyone actually knows her birthday, please let me know. But if not, there's like definitely abuse, child, like there's a lot kind of, physical violence on herself type of energy, wounding around that. Like it's all very, very compact and close and it's very intense. So, you know. This is a little off topic,
1: Mm -hmm. but I have to ask you this. It's not off topic. It's an astrology question, but it's (laughs) off of the Monica topic. If If someone told you their birthday and whatever info you need, would you be able to know to yourself like, I can vibe with this person or this person isn't totally. for me? Or does it really totally.
0: be? Well, ha- here's the thing. There is definitely easier energy flows than others. Let's put it that way. It's whether you want to work at it or not. Got you.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So like if you get a new job, yes. somebody could reach. Guys, this is great. At- <laughs> Tasha's here for you. Could reach out and be like, this is yes. my coworker's birthday. This is my boss's birthday. And you could be like, you guys are going to be great. Or like, Ugh, it's gonna oh, it's going to be hard to deal with me. Yeah.
0: That's kind of what I did first. So, I used to actually work on Wall Street and then I quit to be, you know, an astrologer full time. And that all I would do whenever we would like interview people behind the scenes, I'd like, hmm, this person's gonna maybe cause me a little bit of a headache to manage. Like, you know, they're very Aries, they're very like strong minded and strong willed, very Vicky esque. So, I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna be a good relationship for me. So, you know, you definitely factored for me for sure. <laughs> That's wild. That is
1: fascinating. And guys, we're gonna get into the details of the Salt Lake City. We still have two more parts. I yeah really want Tasha to take us. Like we have Tasha here, so I want to rather than talk about what we all watched and our opinions, which we can do next week. I want to get to more yeah. charts, if that's cool. Yeah, with you guys.
2: I have a I have another yeah. Monica question for you, Tasha. Can you tell just based on because I know you can you could you have your thoughts based on what her birthday probably actually is based on what she said. Can you tell like what her motivations are? Like what might be moving her to act? Mm. If it's is. based on this chart
0: in theory, um, she, uh, I would imagine got taken down by like whatever she's pulling right now happened to her in a past life in some capacity because you see her moving karmically away from like potentially oh i i'm all about the truth but then let me get perspective it's not just my truth that's the right truth and i need that perspective and there's like a big sort of clash around it so you know she's definitely here to learn you know especially if i think about this with her mother's wound as well like that was really tough to watch but That is a really strong element of healing, like in partnership with her mother, that she, you know, they both have to kind of arrive at a better understanding of each other's sides. So that is what I see based on this chart. And it kind of fits a little bit, you know, with what we've seen on the show. But honestly, I mean, she has this placement in this chart, Venus opposing Neptune, which is what really got my attention. Venus is female, you know, potentially female relationships. Gemini is like gossip, slander, social gatherings. But it's like in opposition to Neptune, which is a tough aspect. Wait, did you say Gemini's yeah. gossip? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: For the, I mean, slam here. Okay, I have slander. to tell you something. My husband's a Gemini. No, my husband's a Gemini. And I wish I legitimately started this account and it thrived in COVID because I had no one to freaking gossip with because I was stuck in my house because my husband won't gossip. Or maybe he just doesn't like housewives. But even about like people we know, he would be less interested.
0: Well, I it, think it, gossip is like a low vibration. So maybe your hubby is actually like, you know, a high vibration where he like understands what he needs to filter cuz the issue the, the fulcrum on gemini is filter how much of a filter do you have before the thought leaves your mouth so,
1: or maybe he just gossips right? about like sports and who's <laughs> traded <it> to where <laughs> Maybe that's his about gossip. Bill no.
0: Belichick today and all
1: the NFL coach firing like well listen my husband is a jets fan and they've had i mean they've had a lot of pretty bad seasons it's but bad. they just beat and I joked with him and I was like, did he get fired, do <laughs> you think? Because they they lost to the worst oh team God. in the NFL. I mean, I'm a Pats fan. I'm, I am
0: devastated. But again, if you asked me, did I see it coming? I looked at Bill's chart and I'm like, yeah, kind of writing on the wall a little bit. So, you know. Oh, my God. Wait, why don't you? Are you big into gambling? Because you could do like. Sports betting. I honestly, know what's gonna. Yeah. I actually have a friend out in Arizona who is also like a spiritualist, astro- like type of person. But we both love fantasy football and sports. So we actually like did talk about putting a podcast together, <laughs> talking about like our observations for like fantasy football drafting and sports betting potentially. <laughs>
1: I think that would be so successful.
0: You know what? I this is a for everyone listening too, this is a great idea. This is a great day period to like drop your ideas down on paper, like set intentions. Like I know the New Year in Theory started on Jan one, but for energetic purposes and for like actually getting shit done. Today is the day to, like, really list and hone in on your intentions.
1: But they're going to hear this either tomorrow or Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this energy is really, really potent. And on Saturday, like,
0: there's just extra stuff to, like, bolster it. So you might even actually end up getting more clarity
1: on Saturday, which is pretty sick. Guys, you're welcome. (laughs) I'm going to take 10% of every business that's started by a cocktailer. (laughs) I'll give five. No, no, no. Well, we have to split the 10% three ways. Whatever. Oh, my is. God. I'll take 1% because I'm just so happy to be here. Thank you, guys.
2: Stop. Hello, hungry cocktailers. Have you tried HelloFresh yet? With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. It's official, the holidays are here. Say hello to a stressless holiday season with the help of HelloFresh. Skip the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered right to your door. Spend your time this month shopping for gifts and sipping cocoa, not stuck in the checkout line at the grocery store. Sign up for HelloFresh and get everything you need to whip up a fresh, tasty meal delivered right to your door. Just choose your recipes, select a delivery date, and relax knowing that dinner is on the way can i tell you guys the relief that i have knowing that i already have sat down and planned out my HelloFresh meals for the rest of the year because i know how crazy the next few weeks are so all i had to do was take five minutes log on pick out menus and now i know that my family is covered for weeknight meals for the rest of the year our family's most recent recipe was the buffalo chicken with mashed potatoes the next day we had a little left over because there were only three of us that ate that night and the kids were taking dibs on leftovers so don't miss out on america's number one meal kit go to hellofresh.com cocktailers 23 free and use code cocktailers 23 free for free breakfast for life one breakfast item per box while subscription is active, that's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash cocktailers23 free with code Cocktailers23 free. The code is spelled C O C K T A I L E R S 2 3 F R E E. So I mean I guess while we're talking about it, because now I'm I'm really curious too, because I mean it feels like the things that that you can see really do transcend so many different parts of life. Like, if a cocktailer reached out to you, what like what are some of the things that you can do with cocktailers? Like, can you you can do their charts? Like, tell me a little bit about
0: yeah. So people. it's funny because I've I'm I'm like very spiritual in the fact that I believe like whenever. I encounter someone or a client comes to me, it's like, this was supposed to happen. There was a message, like, I have for you type of energy. But otherwise, I do these hour sessions with clients. So people come to me mostly, I've admittedly, when they feel like they just have no idea what's going on, but are like going through so many life changes. And they're like, am I crazy? But then I also get clients that, you know, I feel this internal shift and I don't know what's happening. And what I'd like to think I offer is sort of an ability to make you feel seen in a space where it's just, yeah, if this was supposed to be a confusing time, it's supposed to be confusing. You're not supposed to have the answers. And I think it helps people understand like there are rhythms to life. But what I love is honestly, I can see a lot in a chart. It's it's like art and you kind of interpret it as creative as you want to get with it, you know? So I think one of my favorite interpretations was drake wanting to buy all his um what or like having this birkin collection for his future wife like he had literally placements in the chart that showed fantasy and purchasing things for like partnership so it's like really cool when you can see stuff like that but people use astrology to like pick dates to do like couple synastry readings to like better understand your partner it's something people use for as a i would say complement to therapy sometimes as well so it's you know it's more than just like, oh, I'm an Aries and that's it. Like there's so much you can do with it. That's really helpful.
1: So yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> I know when I first, when I first, when Tasha and I were first talking, um, we were just talking about Bravo celebrities and then I was like, could you read my chart? And I actually had, and I know that this is something Amanda would be interested in and a lot of our followers and listeners, I had her Amanda read both my kids charts and that was even more mind-blowing to me than, I think, my own chart. Yeah, I I would be very
2: interested in that, too, because a funny thing, my son was Ooh. born on my birthday. So I, I don't know. I just, I think that's, I, I'm just very curious, like, just having the same birthday, does that mean anything? Or is it totally dependent on, yeah. you know, where the moon placements and anyway, so. I would be very interested in doing that. Just I think the sinistry too, that, that would be such a fun date night too. Like do that and then go out for dinner and talk about it with your partner. But that what,
1: but okay, here's what, here's now. This is what we have to know. And I know I'm not the only one who just thought this, but what if like a man is in a, a new age mm-hmm. relationship? And so like, uh, listen, I'm married since I'm 26. So if you read us and it's that we're not compatible, then guess what? Right, we figured right. it out, right? But I feel like you'd have to like, I don't know. Even still, after all these years, if you read us and you would you tell the people like, oh, yikes. Or would you kind of just try to make it flowery? Like, what do you do? Honestly, I I'm I'm kind of a pretty
0: direct person. I feel like I say a lot without actually saying what I'm supposed to say. So I feel like that serves me very well um, in conversations like this. But, you know, here's the thing. When I say tough, sinistry, I just kind of call it out. Right. Like, hey, I just I want to acknowledge like certain friction in your relationship and it's not, you know, if you've been having squabbles around it, amazing because you're showing how that friction is working and now how I can help you is figure out how to meet sort of a a middle ground and how to actually arrive at a better compromise because now you understand how the other person works. You understand specifically like what underlying motivation is behind this friction for the both of you. So, you know, it kind of cultivates more self-awareness by like calling it out.
1: I don't think you should like, and the thing is I've seen some bad charts. And also maybe allows, no. <laughs> and also maybe allows for the person to provide their partner with some grace, yes, right? It's all about humanizing. Because, right, because there's such a difference between, I don't know, I guess it's when you know something isn't, obviously we're all in control of ourselves, right? But when you know something's almost natural to a person, it's different than it. Because when partners fight, the assumption is that your partner is purposely doing this to hurt you. And that's not necessarily always the case. Right. Like leaving
2: a wet towel on the floor, like something silly like that or not taking out the trash or like things like, uh, you know, things like that, that normal couples like will squabble about. Like maybe one person takes it personally because, you know, and then the other person is like, oh, my gosh, I was so in my own world. I didn't even realize I did it. Right. Right. And like getting some getting some light around that. I think can take some of the sting or some of the annoyance away when you kind of know better that like, oh, wait, this person isn't actually
0: doing this. No, totally. I mean, I honestly think eventually like my practice will evolve more into the couples element of it. Now, I, you know, I focus on the individual and I do couples, but I really love working with couples and really kind of massaging out like what's actually a real problem versus what's kind of a ego problem here and we can go from there right
2: okay well let's get back into maybe a let's say a a, a threesome relationship that has just gone through a breakup not threesome in the sexual way i don't <laughs> think <laughs> the trace amigas from oc so for those of you guys who have not are not familiar maybe some people are not on social media as much but just starting I think it was Mm -hmm. Sunday we kind of woke up to this war happening on social media so Tamara Vicky and Shannon from the OC have called themselves the Trace Amigas recently in the last year they did a few live shows and I you know have not seen one of these shows but apparently during the show Drinking shots was a big part of that, which makes sense. They did that on the show as well, right? So then Shannon got her DUI this fall and Tamara on two teas in a pod very publicly via her podcast was asked how she felt about doing an upcoming show in Phoenix and Tamra shared that she was uncomfortable. She was uncomfortable doing the show because of Shannon's DUI. And she said it, I thought, in a pretty loving way without shaming or you know she just said i was very she was very shocked she had just gotten the news about what had happened and that she was uncomfortable with the idea of doing the show she was about to leave i guess to go to traders and so then she kind of you know we didn't hear from her for about a month because she went off to go to the show well apparently when she got back, they did go and do the show in Phoenix, and that was the last one because at, over the weekend, Tamara announced that she is doing a new live show on, I think it's January 25th, with Teddy, her podcast partner, plus Emily from The O.C., and literally all hell broke loose because there was one nasty comment after another between Vicky and Tamara publicly on social media, including Tamara saying she feels like she just took the biggest dump of her life. (laughs) Yeah. Meaning she feels very relieved and happy to have announced that and to have gotten that out of her life. I mean, so
1: B, what do you think? So, and I've kind of been saying this for a while, my thoughts is that, and I'm very interested in what Tasha's going to say about their charts, because I do think that there is a certain loyalty that Tamra has, first to Vicky, because although Tamra's not a true OG, she's from the beginning, more so than the other women currently on the cast. And there were periods where Tamra was very close with Vicky. And similar with Shannon, there is some sort of feeling that it benefits her to stick together with them. And I think that they feel the same way. I think that their Trace Amiga gig, whatever, <laughs> has always been a relationship of convenience. That's my feeling. I think that, I think there was a time when Tamara may have had some authentic feelings of friendship with Vicky. But I think when Vicky called Eddie Gay all those seasons ago, maybe at one time they were sisters, soulmates, best friends. But after that, it was a relationship of convenience, especially when they were both let go, Vicky and Shannon. I mean, I mean, Vicky and Tamara. Shannon, she made up with this season. It seemed very self-serving. It didn't seem authentic. And I think that now that Tamara's podcast has really gotten very successful since she's been back on the show, I I felt like she didn't need them as much. And then once... So I felt like she did the Trace Amigas sort of as a favor to them, but also she was making a couple bucks and she was relevant. And then the DUI, it was a bad look. Look, these social media accounts, myself and everybody else, posting what a bad look it is to do this show, it's bad press. She has another option, whereas Vicky doesn't. She has this very successful podcast that is at BravoCon. They were the podcast that interviewed all the housewives and, you know, I just I I've said it and crowned on like the podcast by Andy essentially and I've said it uh, Tamara has loyalty to the show she doesn't have loyalty to anybody on the show past present or future so I'm sure and and I am kind of curious how that would work with Teddy right because I think that she genuinely does like Teddy but things get hot and then they're not and so I wonder given a better offer that kind of thing if she do the same to Teddy and so I guess let's focus on the Trace Amigas to start. Like, what do you see with their charts and their energies and yeah, their compatibility? Yeah. So I think your what you just said there was so
0: spot on naturally in the chart. I think so Vicky is an Aries and Shannon is also an Aries. So Vicky and Shannon, actually, if like you want to talk about, you know, really fun sinistry together, that's the two of them. They have a lot of fun. You know, it's. It is very Trace Amigas. Like, they're synastry together. And in fact, like, Vicky actually helps Shannon, you know, break out of her shell and, like, be more comfortable. And they both kind of emotionally get each other on a different level. Um, even if maybe it will be interesting to see now, especially with, you know, Shannon not drinking.
1: Well, first of all, she's still drinking. Right. That's fair. That's not fair. Not. We- FYI. <laughs> I <laughs> think that's <laughs> making healthier. Yeah. It's, it's tough, right? Because, yeah. like, here's the thing. Like, on our part she's not adding any sugary mixers to her tequila (laughs) health first guys you know it's it's really funny because i i
0: really feel like there were some really important lessons that shannon had to learn this time around like her dui happened like during her second saturn return which is literally something everyone like kind of goes through at 59 which is like an emotionally maturing period where you're like reflecting back on your life and learning and hopefully you know you can kind of end your life with like I'm hopeful and I'm happy versus I'm coping type of energy so I'm really hoping that Shannon isn't coping but you know back to that industry, the fun industry that Shannon and Vicky share because you know they're both Aries they're loyal and like they'll like butt heads but they won't like they'll annoy each other it's almost like a sisterly relationship but they won't Nothing's ever going to, like, last for very long. They can kind of come back at it really quick. It's not the same case with Tamra. Vicky and Tamra have, like, this opposing type of energy relationships where it is very opposites attract. And I think that it's really interesting that maturity or that period of maturation that Shannon is going through, I can see it also in Tamra's chart just completely opposing, causing tension to everything about Tamra, really. So it makes sense that they're kind of splitting like this. And it's interesting what you said earlier to be about like the fairweather friends with, you know, because it's in Vicky's karma to kind of not actually deal with that anymore. She kind of has to cultivate friendships that are honest, that are true, that are consistent with her truth. Like, yeah,
1: I feel like we've seen that. when she came back as a friend this season, I really feel like we saw a different Vicky. Listen, she's still Vicky. But I do, like, she would say things like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to have these confrontations. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that that's in her chart because I feel like we saw that. And I also think it's interesting that you said, Shannon, like the Saturn, and she was supposed to look back And appreciate and grow from it and not be coping. Cause I, that is like Shannon, I feel like she's just Mm -hmm. constantly coping. You know, like things happen to people. Like she's fighting, learning the lesson. Right. And doing something about it. Right. Even with her divorce, I mean, of course it's upsetting, but she she dragged it out for years. She was still bitching about it. It's like at a point. Yeah. I mean, what I would say, like, there was something interesting recently that I like just
0: studied where, you know, Saturn in Pisces. Saturn is about um boundaries, restriction, karma, learning. And Pisces can sometimes be your victim story. So there is sometimes a question around who the real victim is in the situation that Shannon has to like learn lessons around or about.
2: Do you see cuz I I I can't really quite explain why, but I am always rooting for Shannon. I I really I don't have
1: He's probably laughing right Because now, I, I just I, don't, I, I just don't cosign rooting for her. I know you don't. And we don't. You don't said something last week on that. the pod and you told me that when a woman decides she's going to be her own hero is when her story gets great. And yet there you are. This woman is wealthy. She has three beautiful, healthy, intelligent, successful daughters she's got everything going for her and she chooses to focus on the fact that she picks bad men. I don't I have sympathy for that. 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 She's
2: the perfect example of, she is the perfect example of what I'm talking about because she sees herself as the victim all the time. She is not looking at herself to be the heroine in her own story. Right. She is not saying like, I am going to do all of this. Like It's like she's constantly looking to other people to save her, not for her to save herself. Like she, To me, she is like, the perfect example. But I'm like, just because she's not being the heroine in her own story, I don't know. I have no great reason. I just root for her. Like, what do you see,
1: Tasha? I like, think I just so her? much disagree with who she is. Like, I don't... I'm not... Okay, the glass is half full, the glass is half empty. I'm the sort of person who believes the glass is refillable, right? There are times when it's full, there are times when it's empty, and it's up to us to refill it. And I don't know. I don't have sympathy for <laughs> Shannon. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tasha. Now, what I would say to that is actually...
0: Shannon would get along with Virgos. I think there's like a natural harmonious flow that kind of exists. i so look at that. there'd be go. a little more um sympathy because you can kind of like even if you kind if you can't sign off on it, you can kind of like, I feel you, girl, on like a deep level or in some way. Because you're trying to like she what Shannon's trying to do is like maintain control, but clearly is failing at it. She's not in control. And that's like the hardest thing to break to her. And it's funny because, you know, I think her first season she came on, right? And she, like, had said she had, like, diamonds in her teeth or something or, like, gems in her teeth because she was, like, a, a warrior and a general in a past life. Like, I looked at the chart and I'm like, yeah, she definitely probably could have been a general in a past life. Like, she probably, like, has that energy. And now it's like she's kind of learning the other side karmically, if you think about it, because she has to actually accept her emotions. She can she. she She's not a leader anymore. She gets to like take the load off mm-hmm. and literally sit with her feelings and be okay, not feel like she has to just keep charging on. Like that's the karma falling through. I feel.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I just because I'm rooting for her doesn't mean I'm like uh you don't want to just like go up right, and right 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 yo yeah. like stop looking at yourself as a victim like I I don't know I just I want to see good things for her I don't know why. The ten- because like you know anyway okay so with Tamra. Back to kind of the second part of what we were mm-hmm. talking about with her, with Teddy. Like, what do you see with Tama? Do you see this, like, loyalty to herself above everything else? Do you see that she has the ability to be loyal? Yeah. To Teddy? Well, so like, what it's interesting. Teddy is very Cancerian,
0: um, which Cancer's on Bravo just really not having the best moment, I feel like, as of late between the men and the women both. But Cancer's and Virgo's actually make a really, really good duo. Like they kind of buzz off each other. Tamra, Tamra, and Bur- Tamra For the record, is one of the virgoist Virgos to walk Bravo ever. Because Virgos are kind of spicy, yes. aren't they? There's, they've got a really good sense of humor, and they're very mercurial. So, like they, they're flexible. Like they can kind of adjust and edit accordingly. It's also a sign very concerned with health. Hence, her yes. self-producing on the Virgo show. Virgo is very. I mean, Giselle's Virgo. You know, there is. Producer behind there, the you scenes. go, and it's really from the behind the scenes element. How can I make this moment better? You're a Virgo, <laughs> you're like, it's all for the art and the final result.
2: Yeah,
1: my daughter's a Virgo, and that makes so much sense because she's always like the boss, but like does it in a way that, yeah, is obvious. Yeah, it's um, it's the subtle, <laughs> and she's just a little kid, so I can only imagine Virgos how that's very gonna... smart,
0: you know, like Virgos. I, I love Virgo energy. Beyonce is a Virgo, like. It's, you know, it's very much I understand the assignment and I'm going to crush the assignment. And I feel like that's what Tamara brings to the OC. Like, you want drama? I got you. Boom. Mm. Totally. But Teddy is kind of a little bit of a wet pocket. So, you know, a lot of cancer. She's very sensitive. She's very sensitive. She's very in herself. I actually think does is capable of that because she has her Venus, also in Virgo, and that's on her son. And I mean, it's very selective, but yes, Tamara is going to try to put her first and she has to feel like she's in control of the relationship a little bit.
1: And I think that Teddy is the sort of person that when she really... Enjoy somebody loves them we see it with kyle mm-hmm. she's okay with that like and because she'll be so loyal if she picks somebody right like she picked kyle she picked Tamara, she'll be fiercely loyal to them and i think that tamra needs that yeah the same way like Tamara has had a happy marriage with eddie all these years and he very much defers to her seems she's like kind of like takes the lead in their relationship and i think that she can have happy relationships with people who allow her that. Whereas Vicky and Shannon and her, it was just like a eh, 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 like a game of chicken who was yeah. going to be the boss. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. Mm. Okay, so yeah. we touched on Kyle and Mauricio, but, you know, Dorit and PK have a lot of split rumors swirling them. And I got a little cocktail party scoop here. This week, a follower was at Dorit Show in London. Side note, apparently, allegedly, this person said that PK said Kyle's a lesbian now. So I guess they're not on the best terms. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying this is what this person said. And I asked, I was like, did you see them interact? And how did they seem? Because there are rumors that they split. And kind of like the feeling is that maybe they're not talking about it because they'll confirm it next season. That would be their storyline. And this person said, listen, my I just saw them, but she felt that they very much seemed like a happy couple and he was waiting for her in the car and they didn't seem like there was any any turmoil between them. So what about mm. their charts? <laughs> so I've kind of got a bold prediction. Um, if
0: I'm wrong, I will own the fact that maybe they decided to really, really, really work things through and pull through. But I think they're def so." So, I have a very good source yeah. who told me yeah. that. So, I mean, I think so. Yeah. Alleged, allegedly. Allegedly. I, I think there'll be an announcement in April. I think, if not April,
1: we'll see developments come out in October because also right now, the new Mood and Cat. Pro- well, April yeah. makes sense, Tasha and Amanda, because when does the season end? And so, right after the season ends, let's put that out there and secure my contract, and yeah. then that'll be my I next. Mean, the timeline is perfect. Mm-hmm i think in her chart
0: i mean it's it's really crazy because she's got a lot she's also very cancer you know she's a cancer sun venus and cancer mercury in cancer so how Doree operates is very my emotions above everyone emotions first type of narcissism a little bit but at a low vibration but she's been having a lot of stimulus to that venus like pluto is this planet of transformation finances rebirth literally like death and ending of things in order to call in something better that's been forming like a really tense aspect on Doreen's Venus that love language that values that style so we've seen her style change we've heard all these rumors and I mean if I think about like a celebrity who had a Pluto Venus situation Taylor Swift is literally the last celebrity I can think of off the top of my head and that was when she and Joe Alwyn were speculated to have broken up and I'm like they're definitely done Pluto hit her Venus like it's not to say it's not possible it's
1: just if there's smoke and then there's this activation there's definitely fire in my mind yeah I, I I heard that and some things also I think last night's episode was telling because they were they were with the therapist and you just saw that there were real issues there like this wasn't a storyline this wasn't a like there there's some real stuff there like She's fed up with him and he's fed up with her and they're not hearing each other. And they're sort of, yeah, there was no compromise there and they kept it tongue in cheek. I do believe, though, that they'd be able to keep it amicable, which is why he, listen, he goes to her show. It's Boy George's show, right? And they have two young kids. And regardless of what happens, you want people to be amicable and able to get along and all of that sort of stuff. So well,
2: and just total side note. I I'm sorry, but if I was going to couple therapy and my partner <laughs> brought a beer, <laughs> right? You'd be like, you "Come mean? on, like what? Like can can we just take this seriously?" It makes it. It would just make me feel the whole session like the other person wasn't
1: taking me seriously, or any of it seriously. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I saw that, and I was. But again, also, it kind of made me think something's really going on because that's something you do if you have nerves because you're not just filming a scene now. Like, you're kind of really showing stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I felt that that was very telling. And as I say, I've had a source who said, like, they're holding it together for now. But so I just feel like when the season is wrapped or, like, the reunion filmed and all that, they're going to... And what's interesting is, like, we thought, because I had heard a lot that Kylo and Mauricio were having trouble during filming, but it wasn't really confirmed. It was just people saying it, and I was kind of like, no, because we hadn't seen any of it. And what I'm finding interesting as I'm watching, like, last night's episode, where he wasn't even at her best friend, who Mm -hmm. very sadly passed from suicide. Like, that's her lifelong friend, so obviously Mauricio's been friends with her for 25-plus years as well. Like, the mom was even like, where is Mauricio? Like, so... Everybody knew they were split and it's all there. It's it's all this season. It's not the last episode like Sandoval where it really happened during filming. Like they knew they were going to this was going to be their storyline from the first episode. She sat down and said, "I am very clear about who I am and what I want and nobody's in charge of me and all that." We're seeing it. They just somehow really kept a lid on it and there weren't too many leaks other than the rumor that there were issues, but we didn't know the extent of it, not like how I mean She's basically introducing her girlfriend to everyone at that party. When when Kyle's when Kyle said to Morgan, because I go back and forth, and we're of course gonna ask your opinion on that, on whether that's a love connection, but when Kyle said to Morgan last night, took off her heels and said, Oh, you like when I'm not taller than when when I'm a lot shorter than you, that's thing. I'm that's not something I've it was a very romantic vibe there. Yeah. Tasha you know, it's um <laughs>
0: I would say that Kyle is learning to explore a new dimension of herself. And I say that to say, you know, there is a certain placement in Kyle's chart, in Aquarius, which means like someone that she would be attracted to if she were to actually listen to what her soul wants is someone that is a little bit of a rebel Someone that exists outside of her existing community. Someone that can really kind of, yeah. So you know, or it, the symbolism <laughs> is all there in the chart,
2: honestly. Right. So Morgan, or it could be somebody else.
0: Yeah, and you know what, Kyle is Venus and Pisces. So honestly, like Kyle is very much a one love type of person and doesn't really, at the heart of it, doesn't actually care about you know gender and things like that. Like. I think you know you see her evolution and how she's like more comfortable talking about the relationship or at least like trying to show it it is actually really funny because she also has mars in scorpio which in their fourth house which basically means like she's such an amazing behind the scenes maneuver and you know anytime you have like that scorpio placement like Lindsay has that same placement same with kyle and kyle can be very stoic when shit's hitting the fan so you kind of see that similar type of energy move through even though
1: I have to say, I find it a little frustrating that leading up to this season, she wanted to like act shocked and in awe and it's just my friend. Why are people doing this? And then in last night's episode, sit down and say, yeah, I I date a woman like, OK, and we're all crazy and we're all I, totally, totally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, You know what I think? I think
0: Kyle is. Both trying to figure it out on her, like, she's figuring out in real time how she wants to navigate it. And then she's, like, trying to be covert about it all at once. And she's testing the water. So, I mean, it's a pretty big change for someone to be going through, I think, you know, at this point in your life with their family. And she wants to be in control of it and how and yeah, when it's absolutely. rolled out. So it's safe. It's safe. It keeps her safe. If she's going to let go of a lot of other things in her life, the, you know, she can kind of maybe... Have this element of control, and it can make her feel more secure making this type of transition.
2: So, with the transition, like when we were talking about uh, speculating about PK and Dorit's relationship, and then we know that Mauricio and Kyle, you know, have announced that they're separated. When you look at this industry, can you see whether they will have an amicable split or not? You know, we, you know, as V was asking, like you know do we it looks like they could be amicable with, you see well that? i don't you know what's funny i don't actually know what pk's
0: birthday is but with mauricio and kyle i can totally see them staying friends like to be honest i think that's why you kind of see this messiness play out a little bit because i think as a society you know we're not really used to seeing people try to figure out oh we're not if we're not like in a couple together like in this capacity how can we honor the history that we have and make things work. You know, overall, the collective is going into this new era. Like, I don't know if people were listening, like, you know, feel it in the air, but there is a huge shift. I mean, last summer, you know, we saw all these breakups happen. People were starting to like step more into themselves. And, you know, with I think de Blasio and um, his wife are separated, but they still live together. And there's sort of that's the former mayor of New York City, for those of you who are. But you, know, it's, um, you can kind of see that, okay, relationships are evolving. It's not just the same, okay, we're going to get a divorce. We're going to, you know, it's clear cut what's going to happen. It's There's a little more room to play because maybe we value the relationship we have, but we also value our evolution. I can see that for Kyle and Mauricio for sure, but Mauricio is definitely going through his midlife transits in his chart. So, you know, we're we're just kind of observing until he gets out of it.
1: So that's why he was dancing nude with Brazilian singers and mom got it. It's big. big. I mean, honestly, like, there was a big
0: activation like his chart's getting activated right now from this perspective of like i need to have fun i need to it's like you know the classic like i need to chase my youth because i maybe worked so hard a lot of my
1: life and did not have this type of energy Mm -hmm. but you can see that really yeah final question oh yeah we're gonna have to wrap up and this has been so much fun and you're this has been amazing i'm having a lot of fun but okay but now i need to ask you this yesterday i posted i'm not sure if you guys saw amanda knows i've heard from a couple sources that BravoCon is on hiatus, so we won't have a BravoCon 2024. The exact reason, I'm not exactly, I think it's the Olympics, I think it's an election year, I think there's a lot going on at NBC. ABC or NBC, 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 but like more than one person like who's in told me this. Do you see that being true? Because I want this on record, but I'll regret it when it does happen. And right. then All right. BravoCon happens what,
0: around November-ish, I October. October. Um, that's
2: November. It, uh, it, November? It was November because, remember, we both had things right. with family. But the year before, yeah. I think yeah. it was October. It's, but it's October, October, November. Because that's like
0: right after eclipse season. I, I mean, I actually think, yeah, I think it kind of holds true. I don't think maybe BravoCon might also be like a yearly thing anymore. I think maybe, like, I don't know. I can see it evolving and shifting into like a different format even outside of what it is right now. There's just, like, a big institutional shakeup. So, I think people are just going to do things very differently. And honestly, like, this is going to be a wild, like, April, first of all, for everyone involved. Like, April is just going to be a huge month for everyone. There's for everyone. Volunteers. There's going to be, like, this American oh. eclipse going over the state. Please, not another not another COVID. I, I wouldn't say it's another COVID, but it's definitely, I mean. It's definitely going to be a pretty big deal. So, like whether you're feeling that on a personal level, whether, like, stuff is happening in the world, just, like, you kind of, like, keep this
1: in the back of your mind, like, oh, yeah, April really picked up. <laughs> what more can happen oh. in the world? <laughs> and Amanda and I purposely don't address that here because I think people come totally. here to not totally. think about... Same. The state yeah. of <laughs> our shit show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tasha, you have truly been fantastic and so much fun. And let everybody know where Maybe. they can follow. So, yes, um, some of you might know me. I used to be,
0: you know, a contributor on the Causeway Clubhouse, but I've just recently started my own pop culture astrology Instagram. It's called at the pop astrologist. I kind of do the same thing that I do on the show. I post my the way I view the pop culture and Bravo celebrities through my astrological lens. And sometimes they will be hot takes, sometimes hot predictions, but, um, you know, all in good fun, of course. So. Yeah, no, thank you both for having me. Um, I would love to read you both again separately. You know, Amanda, I still have to read you. So, um, but I'm also happy to offer. You know, if you come in from Bravo and Cocktails, um, a discount for my reading. Usually, it's 179 a session, but I'm happy to offer it for 149 um, if anyone's interested. Oh. And should they come to at the pump? They can come to the pop astrologist. Yes, that is perfectly fine.
1: Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right, guys. So thank you so much. This has been so much fun. As always, we appreciate you guys. We know there are so many podcasts to listen to, and you guys choose us every week. We apologize for the echoing last week. It was horrendous. I could barely get through it. Amanda. Listen, we were in a. We, it yeah. was stupid. We, we, we were too excited. Okay. It was the first time we, we met. Blinded by. Prosecco, by excitement. And <laughs> we apologize It won't ever happen again because we no. figured out what we did. And basically, we sat in an empty room in my dad's condo next to each other on a granite table and tile and just shouted. <laughs> <laughs> so that won't happen again. Yeah. We love All right, guys. Till next so. time.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening. Just want to ask you guys a favor, just getting kicked off. So many people have been asking us to do this podcast. So please do subscribe. And if you've subscribed, go to your podcast app and hit those three little dots to share with your friends, but only friends who like good tea, because the ones who don't care about tea, then like forget them. And don't forget, find us on Instagram at Bravo and Cocktails underscore and check out the website because some great tea gets put there daily that would get us kicked off of Instagram. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Bye guys.
2: See you next time.